Psalm 58 for the chief musician to the tune of Do Not Destroy, a poem by David. Do you indeed seek righteousness, silent ones? Do you judge blamelessly, you sons of men? No, in your heart you plot injustice. You measure out the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked go astray from the womb. They are wayward as soon as they are born, speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of a snake, like a deaf cobra that stops its ear, which does not listen to the voice of charmers, no matter how skillful the charmer may be. Break their teeth, God, in their mouth. Break out the great teeth of the young lions, Yahweh. Let them vanish like water that flows away. When they draw the bow, let their arrows be blunt. Let them be like a snail which melts <laughs> and passes away, like the stillborn child who has not seen the sun. Before your pots can feel the heat of the thorns, he will sweep away the green and the burning alike. The righteous will rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked, so that men shall say, most certainly there is a reward for being righteous. Most certainly there is a God who judges the earth. This is the second psalm in a row, and there'll be one more in a row, that is to the tune of Do Not Destroy. This whole series of psalms, so it's 56, 57, 58, 59, there might even be one more, they're all psalms where David's in a tricky spot where people are trying to get him. So, you know, 56, um, what was it? That was when David was seized by Philistines. 57, when he's hiding in a cave. Now 58, Absalom's trying to get him. That's his own son. So there's all these different moments in David's life where people were trying to get him, and they've like bunched them all together here in the Psalms, and three of them in a row are to the tune of Do Not Destroy. Pretty good tune. Even the name of the tune carries a meaning, almost like saying to the Lord, Do Not Destroy Me. So there's even a meaning in the name of the song. In verse 2, he's talking about the wicked, which it's a lot of the commentators agree this is this. The, the situation of this psalm is Absalom's trying to get him. So the wicked people are Absalom and all those people that are with Absalom. He says, in your heart, you plot injustice. So um, we, we often think, you know, sometimes the psalms, sometimes the proverbs, they talk about evil people plotting injustice or plotting wickedness. And we often have this picture of, you know, they're making their plans, you know. Oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do A, we're going to B, we're going to do C. And it's like, um, you know, like formal planning kind of. But it says here in verse 2, it says, in your heart you plot injustice. So this is not necessarily formal planning. This could be something as simple as, um, you know, Absalom desiring for David to just die. You know, or Absalom thinking to himself, oh, you know, I just wish... I could get some poison into someone's hands. They could put it in his food. So it's in his heart. It's talking about the things he just wishes would happen. So it's not necessarily that he's planning. Um, he's got some kind of formal evil plan, although we know with Absalom it came to that. And if, if people meditate on bad things they want to happen to other people, quite often it does work out like that. But um, a surprising number of people... Um, have wished for others to die. And uh, I know as a younger person, as a younger Christian, 
there were people that gave me so much trouble. And I know in my mind, I fantasized, like what would it be like if they just suddenly got run over by a car? <laughs> now, I'm not laughing because it was a good thing. That is a bad, bad thing. At the time, I did not know how evil that was. And I thought it was just a case of, you know, me wishing for a better life. But what I was actually wanting, I was wanting people to be dead. It was like a death wish for others. And it wasn't formal planned. It wasn't like I sat down and made a plan on how I was gonna bump someone off. No, it was in my heart. It was the desire of my heart for someone to be dead. Well, I, I think the devil, he puts those thoughts there like a seed. But then I think what happens is people get a hold of the idea. The, the idea is so appealing. People want to think about it. I mean, they don't necessarily want to go kill someone because you know that would really be bad. But in the heart, you know, what the heart wants, people like those thoughts. So they meditate on them. And this is something I shamefully admit I have done in the past. Thank God, not recently. Um, you know, and so what happens is now is if the thought ever comes about any person, I just reject it straight away. I say, no, you know, I, the Lord can deliver me however he wants, but I do not wish harm to any person. And, uh, you know, imagine if the Lord thought like that. Imagine if the Lord wished for people to be dead. We'd just all be dead because the Lord would only have to want it for it to happen. But he doesn't want it. The Bible says that he wills that none would perish. In the Lord's heart, his plotting, if you can call it that, is that we would all live. And that's the type of plotting you should have in your heart. You should think of those people that have harmed you the most and you should so desire for them to come to Christ. It should become a, a thing you dream about, you think about, and it turns into prayers. Lord, bring those people to Christ. So instead of plotting injustice, plot justice. Plot for righteousness. Plot for God's dreams to come, come true. In verse 3, David says, The wicked go astray from the womb. They are wayward as soon as they are born, speaking lies. When we read a verse like this, especially given that the psalm is, you know, about someone actually wicked like Absalom, we tend to think it's not talking about us. So when it says the wicked are born, they go astray from the womb, we think, yeah, yep, and we shake our heads and we think of Absalom, <laughs> and we don't realize it's you from the womb, and it's me, it's, it's every person, from the womb, you're born wicked. Your heart full of wickedness your mind thinking wicked thoughts, every thought of hate, every thought of jealousy, these are the things which destroy the world. Like the, the creation that the world, the way that God made it was perfect. Not a single drop of any of these things existed, but one drop of jealousy, one drop of hate, when it destroys the creation that the Lord made. You know, Adam and Eve, it was that touch of pride. I can be like God. That one touch of one bad attitude wrecked everything. And so you, with these bad attitudes in your heart, you also wreck everything. And that's why it's such a process to get the world back to where it is. Thank God for the grace of God which is working among us. He's talking about these wicked people here in verse 4. It says, their poison is like the poison of a snake. And I, when I read that, I thought, that's us. We, our attitudes, it's poison. Poison to the world that God made, and we are the snakes. We need a saviour. 
And then in verse six, and this is where the psalm gets good, it says, um, David's praying to the Lord about his enemies. He says, break their teeth, God, <laughs> right in their mouth, smash. And this is, I think, it's my favorite imprecation. So there's all these imprecatory psalms. These are psalms where David prays a bad thing to happen to his enemies. We don't pray bad things to happen to our enemies, but we put the devil in there. We put the schemes of Satan into this position, and we would say, Lord, <laughs> break the teeth in his mouth. Let the things the devil has planned be smashed. Let them come to nothing. And in verse 11, it says, there is certainly a reward for the righteous. Most certainly there is a God who judges the earth. Thank God for that. There's a devil who plots wickedness, and we pray that his schemes would be smashed. And we pray that the evil within us would be ripped out. But thank God we have a righteous judge who is sorting everything out. Lord, we're so grateful. Thank you, Lord, for Psalm 58. I thank you, Lord, for your deliverance of, of all your saints, your righteous people. I ask you to deliver us too from evil. In Jesus' name, amen.